Decibel Geek Podcast with Chris Sinzak and Aaron Camaro. Last week we may have reflected on our past, but this week, this week we look to the future. And the future is the Decibel Geek Podcast. My name is Aaron Camaro, joined as always by my good friend right here, Chris Sinzak. You ready to look into the future? Yeah, let's do it. This has kind of become a tradition after all these mm-hmm. years. We do our top 10 albums of the previous year, and then the first change of the new year, we always like to do our album anticipation, so we're looking back, mm-hmm. yes, but we're also looking to the future to see the cool things on the horizon. There's some really good stuff coming in 2020, and today, with album anticipation, that's a great way to showcase these things. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's there's already been some stuff announced, and some of my picks are you know speculative picks, I yeah, guess, yeah. because oh, they're yeah. not we 100% confirmed, but we'll... Uh, but yeah, I think uh, you're definitely going to hear some good music today. Yeah, some wishful thinking too, maybe. I yeah. don't know. We'll see. We'll go through the whole gamut of seeing what's coming out in the next year. But before we get to all that, you know we got to take care of that business. And our business is Facebook recommendations, Podchaser reviews, Apple podcast reviews. We'll take whatever we can get. And we got a couple of sweet ones right here today. So let's check these out. This one comes to our new friend, Todd Rogers, right? He's been with us for a little bit now. We like Todd. Mm -hmm. And he gave us a Facebook recommendation that goes a little something like this. You've heard of great duos such as Lennon and McCartney, Jagger and Richards, Simmons and Stanley, and yes, even Bert and Ernie. But stand back for the ultimate rock and roll tag team champions of the world, Camaro and Sinzak. <laughs> the best podcast for hard rock and metal, hands down. Give it a listen and you will be hooked. I don't care which side of the coin you like, Decibel Geek rocks. Or we're the peanut butter and jelly of yeah, rock podcast. I like that. And how coincidental that my new wrestling video just got released mm-hmm. as we are crowned tag team champions of rock and roll on here. Yeah, but I'm I'm not getting in the ring like you Well, you, you should, man. No. It's awesome. It's exhilarating. You get in front of a couple hundred people and just tear your shirt off. It's, it's freeing. If you need people to leave the room quickly, I'll show up and tear my shirt off. That's, That'll help. That's kind of what happened to me. <laughs> Everything was going good. Tore the shirt off. Got my ass kicked. We lost. Lesson learned. That'll teach you. So if you guys want to check that out, it's on Decibel Geek TV right now. (laughs) My wrestling debut. Aaron Camaro and all his glory. (laughs) (laughs) Or something. We also got, what? Could it be? There's five pink stars. You know what that means. It's a pod chaser review. Better take a picture of this. Hell froze over. Comes to us from Cigar Chief. Five stars. Love it. Says, I look forward to each new episode these guys put out, especially when they do new music. I became a fan of the band Inglorious due to this podcast, mm. just to name one. Keep up the great work, guys. See? Nice. It works. Thank you, Cigar Chief. It works. Turning on people to rock and roll. That's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. Every time we do an episode and we talk about bands and feature songs and all these things, it's just to put it out there for you, the listener, to catch on to something you dig and then go out and support these bands and artists just like Cigar Chief found with Inglorious. Yeah. Inglo- Matching them up. Right on. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So speaking of new music... That's what this episode is all about. Every every time. Even though we're playing older music for the most part. Maybe, yeah, a little <laughs> bit. I got some new ones mixed in there. But yeah. uh, I guess we should kind of explain that we're sort of in a time warp right now yeah. as far as Geeks of the Week go. Yeah, well, you know, we, life happens at times, guys. And, and the uh, the we, the recording of Best of 2019 happened a week ago. Yeah. but uh, And it, it will be coming out in the next basically 24 hours. But uh, it's... 
as, as of this recording. Right. Yeah, I was um, going to say, you know, we're really in a time warp. No, 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 no. Yeah, that would <laughs> be weird. We're stuck in a time loop. Yeah, actually, by the time you hear this, you've already heard that for a week. But, no, um, we're trapped in the speed force. Yeah, what the hell happened? Um, but yeah, so Geeks of the Week are basically, there are none because we hadn't put out the, the best of 2019 episode as of the day of this recording. Right. It's it's all I'm getting highly, confused. Yeah, highly confusing, very metaphysical, but the fact is we're just going to have to get right to the show. Yeah. There's a lot of great stuff coming out in 2020, man. Who's going first? Can I go first? You can go first. So, you know, our, our cigar chief, as you noted, you know, was happy we turned him on to some, a new band. And right. um, I'm going to start out with a, a new band that um, – it's a new band with people you definitely know, a band called Black Swan. Tell me more. The uh, the members of Black Swan are Robin McCauley on vocals. Okay. Jeff yeah. Pilson on bass. All right. Yes. Reb Beach on guitar. Definitely know him. And Matt Starr from the Ace Fraley Band on drums. Well, if that ain't a super group, then I don't know yeah. what the hell is. And, Black Swan, awesome. And super groups, you know, can be very hit and miss. Sometimes it's a great combination. Sometimes it's just meh. But yeah. uh, it's always good on paper. But, but the, when it comes down to it, yeah. what do they sound like? But uh, they're about to. They're going to put out the album "Shake the World" next month in February, and uh, they've only put out the first single, which is the title track. But uh, it's very promising. I think you're going to like this. This is Black Swan with "Shake the World."
recorded at Jeff Pilson Studio. Nice. Yeah. Something to look forward to in 2020 already. And guess which record label is putting it out? Hmm. If I know anything about 2019, I'd be willing to guess that it has got to be Frontiers. You would be correct. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to hear the rest of that because like Robin McCauley's vocals are amazing on that song and uh, almost kind of like reminds me of Dio a little bit. And right musically, you know, Red Beach, incredible guitar player. So yeah, yeah, I'm, he just I'm, did some awesome stuff last year with the White Snake album. Yeah, so I'm I'm really excited to hear the rest of this record. I think it's going to be great. Very cool. Here's something. You know what? God bless Ozzy Osbourne. Mm. God bless him. You know he's on his deathbed, right? Man, you know, in the world we live in nowadays, when you see something that's supposedly news and you read it and you go, oh, shit, you know, it's it's nice to know in this day and age, sometimes you can read an article and be like, oh, man, I hope that's fake news. And then you're actually glad to find you're out that it is. was. Yeah. Rotten bastards scare everybody half to death. We thought Ozzy was dying. That was terrible. I don't want to even imagine when that day comes. I mean, it's going to happen eventually, but I mean, it, well, yeah, it, but, yeah, it seems like some of these media outlets just can't wait. You bullshit. Know, they're ready to kill that. the guy. But uh, Ozzy's not dead. Far from yeah. it. As a matter of fact, he's got a new album coming out in 2020, and I bet you that's a really, really good thing for Ozzy mm-hmm. to get back into the studio, to do something creative, to do something he knows that he's the master of, and that's creating new music. So back in November, loudersound.com reported Ozzy Osbourne has announced that his new solo album is going to be titled Ordinary Man. Ozzy's wife and manager Sharon Osbourne recently said the record will be released in January, but a release date is yet to be confirmed, but it will arrive through Epic Records and a track listing and cover art is expected pretty soon. It's going to be an interesting one for this one because, you know, not to de- derail you too much here, but just from what we've heard, we've heard two singles from it so yes. far. The heavier one, which seems to be more people's favorite, I wasn't quite taken with. But, I like them both. I've but been, Under the Graveyard, I didn't care much at first, but the more I listened to it, the more I like yeah, it. Yeah, see, it that was the me. thing, too, both of them with me. I listened to them at first, and I was like, eh. But then I kind of went back and listened to them a few times in a row, and man, that I don't I don't know how fast they grew on me, but it was quick. And I love them both. You know, Ozzy's joined on the album by Guns N' Roses bassist Duff McKagan, Red Hot Chili Peppers drummer Chad Smith, and former California breed guitarist Andrew Watt. Mm-hmm. And in that interview, Ozzy had said, that it all started when his daughter Kelly came in and said, do you want to work on a Post Malone song? And my first thing was, who the fuck is Post Malone? That's my question as well. Yeah. So from there, Ozzy meets up with Andrew Watt, who's working with Post Malone, and they do the song, Take What You Want. And then it's from there that Watt suggests that they continue to work together, but on a new album for Ozzy. So as he said previously, it said to Sharon, I should be doing an album. But in the back of his mind, he's saying, I haven't got the strength. But Andrew pulled it out of me. You know, me personally, I love Andrew Watt. I love mm-hmm. the California Breed album really he did with player. Glenn Hughes. He's an awesome player. Yeah. And he seems like he makes a good team with Ozzy. Yeah. And the playing on them two new tracks is pretty freaking awesome. I love it a lot. So Ozzy's got this to say. I really hope people listen to it and enjoy it because I put my heart and soul into this album. I've been enjoying the hell out of the two new songs a lot. And the more I listen to them, the more I love them. And I'm excited to hear more. Those new songs, Straight to Hell, and this one, oh, I love it. It's amazing. A tune called Under the Graveyard. Drown my- 
That one grew on me, and I think I mentioned. Have you seen the video for it? No, not yet. Oh man, you got to check out the video. You know what the video is going to do? It's going to make you want for Ozzy to make a movie the way Motley Crue did. Yeah, I think I heard somebody said that it it looked like kind of his version of the dirt. It really does. Like it's the... it's really cool. It takes you into that snapshot into his life mm. between Sabbath and before he came back. You know, and where he was in that hotel room, how Sharon intervened into his life and basically mm-hmm. saved him. And it's it's a really cool video. I freaking love the video. It'll almost make you shed a tear at the end. I noticed, you know, and this is maybe it's just the way society is these days. It's just and if, if somebody doesn't like something, that's fine. But it, it just it feels like people are just ready to hate this. I, really? I, I just from even friends of ours that. That are Aussie fans. It just yeah. it feels like the assumptions already made that this album's going to suck. 
Do you think that's got to do with the fact that Zach Wilde's not a part of it? I get that, but... Because the guitar playing... I love Zach Wilde. I do too, and it's not... The guitar playing on these two new songs I've heard is definitely not Zach Wilde, but it's damn good. But I think it's all right. Like the Scream record, you know, he did, I think that was Gus G that played on that one. The last like two or three haven't been great. And I think that maybe. And that's probably making people assume it, but. Let's get Zach back in here to turn this around. But the way I view it, you know, Andrew Watt's a different animal. So, you know, I'm not going to pass judgment on this record off two songs, plus I like one of them. So. I want to hear the whole thing. Yeah, me too. And and really have a chance to digest it. But I just wish people would kind of give it a little more time because it's like I know there's people that we're even friends with that are just like, oh, it's going to suck. And I'm like, I, I don't, don't think so. I don't, I don't think or so. Or they hate these two new songs. And that's fine if you don't like them. But sometimes I'm just like, I try to understand where's the hatred coming from. I, I just don't understand it. No, I mean, Ozzy Osbourne is one of the last living bastions of the legendary rock gods of our past, well, you know, of what everything that we love is born from, you know, Ozzy Osbourne is so important. And it's like I said, I don't want to, I never wanted to imagine living in a world without Lemmy. And I sure as hell can't imagine living in a world without Ozzy. You know, Ozzy was so important to me. As a young person coming up, you know, I've always told the story that, you know, once I got my Uncle Bruce's Kiss records, then Mm -hmm. it was time for me to figure out what's next. And immediately it was Ozzy Osbourne. And it was partially because Ozzy Osbourne was such a a mystical, revered, feared individual. And it made it that much more attractive. Part of it was listening to my dad's Black Sabbath albums when I was a kid and putting two two and two together in the rock magazines that Ozzy was the lead singer of Black Sabbath. And then getting the albums and bringing them home and listening to them, you know, the first ones especially, you know, with Randy Rhodes on them. And then even all the later years stuff until I was to the point where I'm buying my own albums and I'm getting No Rest for the Wicked on cassette tape. Yeah, You know, loved all of it. All of it, you know, and yeah, later years stuff, the last few albums, you know, haven't been super spectacular, but I mean, it's still Ozzy Osbourne. But also, I Ozzy mean, Osbourne's like sex. When it's bad, it's still, still good. good yeah. yeah. But uh, I, but the fact that you've got who you have playing on the record, and then Andrew Watt being a new producer and a new yeah. writer and arranger for him. I'm interested to see what they both churn out together. I, I mean, at the very least, you should be curious. I'm just not ready to dismiss it whole cloth like some people are. I'd say at the very least, you should be grateful. Grateful that well, Ozzy Osbourne yeah. is still around at least you're getting and new able albums from to them. put out new music. And well cherish it while you can because, like you said, Ozzy's not going to be around forever. And one of these days, a bullshit article is going to come across and it's going to be real. Yeah. And we're all going to be heartbroken. So cherish yeah, the not, Ozzy that you got. Not looking forward to that. Um, no, that'll be a really sad day. Yeah. So, well, speaking of outside of Kiss, I don't think nobody's ever touched me musically the way Ozzy has. Show me on the doll where Ozzy touched you. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, Everywhere, right here in my place. heart. Right. Um, so, speaking of you know legends we've lost, uh, that that kind of relates to my next pick of uh, a band that's going to put out, hopefully put out a new album. Talking about ACDC. You know they. Uh, it, this is still up in the air. There's a lot of unsubstantiated rumors, yeah. uh, mostly because of the same type of sites we just talked about with the Aussie thing. I'm still bummed we never got the Axel DC album. Yeah, I kind of wanted I'm that to happen. Disappointed that that never happened it, because I was really looking forward to it. And like, not that I'm not that I think that Axel's better than Brian. It's just I think for an experiment, it would have yeah, been interesting no, to, to hear what yeah, would they would have done. Totally together. set to itself. Yeah. It doesn't have to be ACDC. Just call it it's Axel not DC. Guns and Roses. Call it whatever the hell you want. I yeah. just 
wanted to hear. But it, I wanted to hear what, what they could do when Angus and you know? Axel got together and wrote some songs. But yeah, so let me go on a little bit of a rant because this relates to the Aussie thing too. If you ever see headlines from a site called Metalhead Zone or a site called Alternative Nation, don't even bother clicking on it. It's bullshit. These are the bullshit sites that perpetrate most of this crap. I hate those. They're, you know, I know Radar Line did the one for Ozzy, but they, the these two sites are the worst for rock and metal music. Like, you know, Paul Stanley sent like a nice note to uh, Dave Mustaine about his cancer diagnosis. That's the real story, right? Okay, yeah. So instead, they they put a headline out that says Paul Stanley discloses horrible cancer diagnosis. That's freaking stupid. And it's got nothing in you. It's totally different. I guess all they care about is getting the click. They That's don't care all about, about the is, outrage afterwards. Clickbait horseshit. And then hate it. something happened this week, and this really angered me because some of our fellow podcasters kind of bought it hook, line, and sinker because they just saw the headline. Right. The headline was basically Alice Cooper teases upcoming tour with ACDC. Yeah, see, that's that's big. That news. would be huge, yeah, right? Yeah, I would. Who wouldn't pay top dollar to see that? Sure. I'd buy that before I go to this Motley Crue tour. Yeah. Um, but here's the truth: if you open up, what it is is Alice Cooper posted a link to a graphic that had his eye makeup in the ocean yeah. in like two ships, like that were marking okay. it. Yeah, yeah. And then in ACDC font, M O R C, Monsters of Rock Cruise. Okay, and right. put hashtag Monsters of Rock Cruise. Monsters of Rock Cruise always uses the ACDC font. They have, yeah, always. So for the fact that he he basically teased that he's going to be on an, on an upcoming Monsters of Rock Cruise, and because they happen to have a font that That's looks like ACDC's, bullshit. that means Alice Cooper has teased an Alice Cooper and ACDC tour. How do you what sleep at night? How do you sleep at night doing shit like that? But like podcaster friends of ours are posting going, hell yeah, I can't wait to go to this. I'm like, guys. I hate to be the one to break it to you. <laughs> But you've just been victimized by fake metal news. That's basically what it is. And it's just like these – and I hate that I even shared the names of these sites. Because, right. But just avoid well, them at, least, at all yeah, costs. It's a fair warning. You know, it's absolute horseshit. Watch out for those ones in particular. They're the worst. It's like – I mean they might as well make up fake stories. It's it, What it is well, – That's what they're it, doing. It's fake headlines. Right. And then you open it up and it explains what it really is. So they must have to find a news story and go, how? How There's can we twist this? Here. There's something here we can twist into a headline that is semi-truthful. It's ridiculous. I hate that. The, the Alice Cooper ACDC thing really pissed me off. So but anyway. It, but it sucks to live in a world now where it's like you have to second-guess everything you see, everything yep. you read. Everything. You know? and, uh, but yeah, so, more than ever. So, that was, so don't go to those sites. And also those sites have been – because like Dave Evans who was – the lead singer of ACDC for 10 minutes before Bon Scott joined the band. Right. Sorry. And yeah, I know it was longer than 10 minutes. But, uh, you know, he's doing interviews now saying that he's heard that they're doing a new record. And that's fine. But when's the last time Dave Evans has actually been connected to ACDC? Uh, 1971 time, or yeah. some shit? They're using, like, his interview to say, you know, new ACDC album coming. Here's the story. So there's a lot of unsubstantiated stuff. But then there was also some footage that got leaked of... Um, Phil Rudd and Brian Johnson at a studio. Yeah. And they, people are like, oh, that's for the new ACDC album. The closest thing I found to a reliable source on this is seems to be D. Snyder, who went on Twitter. I just don't think D would make this stuff up. No, because it could come back to bite him right. seriously. And so, he would care. Yeah. And he said that the four surviving members, Angus, Brian, Cliff Williams, and Phil Rudd, along with Stevie Young, would be putting out an album based on recordings that Malcolm had demoed before he died. Ah, oh, that's cool. And that. 
it's almost going to be, and then it, it may not be a full album, maybe a collection of songs, but it's, it's going to be basically something in tribute to Malcolm. Right on. That's so, awesome. So either way, if there's new material, even if it's old demos that Malcolm started, I still want to hear it because I love ACDC. How did that work with ACDC and Brian Johnson? I mean, he, I know he was having like ear problems. He had really bad hearing problems. but a, a, And then they just kind of kept going without him? Yeah, well, I mean, well, they had a lot of tour dates already announced. Yeah. So that's why Axel got pulled into right. the fold. But they were auditioning singers. But at one point, then how does it come back around? Is it was it the the passing of Malcolm that got them all back together? No, or? it wasn't anything. I don't think there was any antagonism on why. He, I mean, I think he just he had to leave the band because he couldn't hear himself anymore. Yeah. And um, from what Dee Snyder said, and from what I've also heard, was that there was a. I don't, remember, I don't know where this doctor was based out of, but it was a doctor that specialized in like a hearing device yeah. that would like – it was like revolutionary. would allow you basically to restore your hearing. And from what I hear, pun intended, that it worked, and that's why he's back oh, in the good band. Deal. So um, – but that's what I've heard, and I, I you know, I could pick any ACDC song, but I want sure. to spend something off the last album, Rocker Bus, because this album kind of – it got swept under the rug kind of quickly when it came out. and uh, some good stuff on there. And this is my favorite track on the record, and I thought it got overlooked. It's called Dogs of War.
So yeah, hopefully, hopefully we get some some new tunes from ACDC. Always, any year with new ACDC music is a good year, you know. Yeah. Especially when you talk about ACDC and Ozzy, you know, they're not going to be putting out new music forever. So yeah. again, you know, well, while these bands are alive, let's give them all the love and support we can while they are alive to recognize it and mm-hmm. appreciate it. And Rocker Bus was six years ago. Golly, I knew it's been a minute. Yeah, yeah twenty fourteen. Years, wow, a long time. All right, what do you got? All right, I got one for you. This band actually came out with two albums in 2019, and they're ready to come out with another one for us. In January, you know how this band does it. They released their self-titled album, Weezer, along with their other 10 other self-titled album, Weezers. But each album's got its own color code. code. So in 2019, in January, they came out with the Teal album, Mm -hmm. which was all cover songs. They did Toto and Black Sabbath, Michael Jackson, ELO, TLC, and a few others. A lot of publicity for that. Yeah. And then in March, they released the Black album, (laughs) which you would think by titling it the Black album, it would be one of their heaviest albums, right? No, this is one of their guitar weakest albums, and Mm -hmm. it's mostly all poppy, very poppy music, mm-hmm. which is kind of a bummer, you know, because that was something I looked at in 2019 at the end of the year for our, you know, top 10 albums, because mm-hmm. I like some Weezer. You, you mean know? The Weezer. The Weezer. I like The Weezer as much as the next guy, but that was a real letdown. <laughs> but then they came out with a single last year in September, and a video was released for a song called End of the Game that's from their upcoming album, Van Weezer. Van Weezer. Van Weezer. Now I've got some hope. Okay, so this album (laughs) is named Van Weezer because they rely on their influences of Van Halen, Black Sabbath, and Kiss. I was afraid it was going to be Van Morrison for a second. (laughs) (laughs) That would seem more likely, but no. Entertainment Weekly... Earlier this year, frontman River Cuomo said, The inspiration came from our live shows. We're in the middle of Beverly Hills. Unlike on the album, everything stops, and I just break out with this crazy guitar solo. We notice that the crowd just goes crazy when I do that. So it feels like maybe the audience is ready for some shredding again. Mm. That's, that's a good feeling to have. Cool. So like I said, Van Halen, Black Sabbath, and Kiss... Okay. It's been compared to their fourth studio album, Maladroit, which is hands down my favorite Weezer album and features one of my favorite Weezer songs. So if this new one sounds anything like this with a guitar solo, then I am all in. So from 2002, this is Weezer and a tune called Fall Together.
talking about. They have yeah. it in them to rock. That Rivers Cuomo is an awesome guitar player, mm-hmm. but he never really showed it. I remember when Weezer first came around, mm-hmm. and I remember the video that was like the Happy Days video. Oh, yeah, and I Buddy was Holly. Like, this is weird. I don't think I like this. It just doesn't rock the really. sweater there's, song. Yeah. yeah, there's really no good distortion to it. And then somebody said, but they do a song about Kiss. Yeah. And I was like, what? Oh, man, they must be cool then. Maybe I'm missing something. I'll go get the CD. I'll dig a little mm-hmm. bit deeper on it. And I didn't really like the song that mentions Kiss either because it wasn't very rocking. But then over time. How about In the Garage? Yeah. I like that song. It's, I mean, you like it because it's got the Kiss reference. No, I think so it's a good obli- song in general, ob- though. No, you're obligated to like it. I don't know. I just no. I think it's a thought, decent song. <laughs> always thought it was weird. It just like you know, if you like Kiss so much, where's your distortion? Where's your Marshall amps? I heard that they before they did the sweater song and all that that like they were one of the Hollywood Sunset Strip bands. Yeah, and like he and Rivers could shred all over the guitar. Exactly. So this guy is a really good guitar player, but unfortunately, from a lot of Weezer songs, you wouldn't know that. Yeah. But there are some really great ones out there, and I, I'm excited, you know, that people want the guitar again, man. You know, is this a sign? Is this uh, the beginning? That would be it's nice. It's this new shift in music. What's old becomes new again, and guitar-driven music is on the cusp of an awesome return. And we were here to see it. We um, nurtured it along, Chris. This is it. We're on the edge. It's going to happen. Well, they're going to have to bring MTV back and everything, right? Boy, you got high hopes, don't you? It's coming. It's right around the corner. We did it. We did did it we did it we did it wow we should get paid for that um paid in rock and roll that's good enough for me yeah it'd have to be <laughs> all right so uh so uh, going from the weezer let's go to something completely different there's a new anthrax album being made oh nice and i'm uh, i'm excited and, I, and god i hope it's better than uh for all kings that one did not yeah. do it for me there's demos from what I heard taking place at Charlie Benante's house. Uh, like they went into the studio last month from what I heard. And uh, he says the next album's going to be angrier due to, the, due to the times that we live in. And he referenced a cross between 85-era thrash and Judas Priest. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good can, to me. I can get on board with that. So it's tentatively due out in 2020. So who knows if it'll actually come out this year. But I certainly hope so. Uh, in the meantime, here's the entire band including Joey Belladonna, John Bush, and even Dan Loker, on an amazing cover of The Temptations' Ball of Confusion. Keep it moving out, keep it moving in wild Because of the color of the skin Run, 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 but you sure can't hide An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth Vote for me and I'll set you free Rap on, brother, rap on Demonstration, integration, aggravation, humiliation, obligation to our nation. All the confusion. 
possibly the greatest cover they've ever done. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Oh, I love it. There should be more Motown metal covers. It lends itself well to to metal music when done right. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, I've heard like old funk songs and like stuff you'd consider Motown and maybe even a little R and B redone with some guitars in a rock band, yeah. and it comes out amazing. And you say, "I never realized how good that song actually was at its core until I heard it ripped with distortion." You know? Yeah, I mean, how has Bob Kulick not done a Motown metal album by now? I don't know. He's done every Put other tribute there. album. On he Earth. should. It probably won a Grammy. <laughs> Probably would. Yeah. I'd buy it. That's funny. All right. Well, here's something that's maybe kind of a stretch for me because I don't know for sure that this band is coming out with a new album. But, man, I think they're due. It's been a long time. Local H's last full studio album, Hey Killer, came out like five years ago. Has it been that long? It's been that long. Five years ago. We've done this show for a long time. I know we have. Look back on (laughs) something like that, it doesn't seem that long ago. Seems like it was a year ago you played something off that. Yeah. Well, they've released a few singles since then, and uh, I actually have it on good authority from my insiders at the Local H Cold Manor Facebook group that there is reason to get excited about a new album sometime in 2020. Hey, I'll take it anytime. I'm always ready for new Local H music. I love the old stuff. I love the new stuff. I love everything in between. Here's one I always dug a lot. Off the album, Pack Up the Cats. One of my favorite bands. It's Local H, a tune called Cool Magnet.
like that, I'm all good. Yeah. Love Local H. Put some cowbells in there and let's do it. One of those bands that just should have been bigger. Most definitely. Just you the, know, their whole career summed up to one song in the public consciousness. And that stinks because there's so much and more out there. it's a terrible song. And they really, yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> that is a bummer. When the one song you're known for above all else in your whole yeah. career is not really something I'd even put in the top ten of their greatest songs. Oh, and the first time you brought them up to me, I was like, oh, God, that Bound to the Floor and song. Oh. But then you hear a few and other songs. And then you played other stuff. Like, oh, I'm like, oh, they're actually good. Awesome. You know, yeah. But you'd never know it if you only heard the one song. Oh, yeah, terrible first impression for me because that's yeah. – oh, and, and – Radio, I don't know about in Wisconsin, but good God, the radio would not stop playing that they fucking song. They still play here. the shit out of it down yep. here. You listen to the new rock station, you know, yep. that's, it's always in rotation. And it's weird because yep. most people can even tell you who sings the song, but they know the it's that copacetic song, right? Yep. Yeah. Born to be down. Yeah. Ugh. That's a bummer. But, you know, every time they put out new music, they can get another chance to distance themselves from that you know even though it's something you kind of got to embrace you know it is yeah. it is your song you wrote it and that but, killer album's really good oh man it was amazing yeah, if I they can it. do that again or top that i'll be completely amazed yeah, yeah. i like that one a lot yeah good I'm, stuff here's hoping yeah. for some new local h all right well the, and then my next pick uh i don't know if we want a new album from this band or not considering the state that it's currently in um there's a possibility of a new rat album this year oh yeah which one which rat? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the version with Juan, Steven, and some other guys. Well, that's also I heard there was a new L.A. Guns album coming out. Yeah, but which with one? Steve Riley. Yeah. Oh, is it his yeah. version? Oh, yeah, because like I think Golden Robot Records signed Steve Riley's version. Yeah. So you've got Frontiers with Phil and Tracy's version and Steve Riley version on Golden Robot. But uh, it's crazy. As far as I know, there's only one rat right now because Bobby Blotzer lost his lawsuit against the guys. Okay, that's right. And yeah. Warren Demartini wants nothing to do with rat anymore. Yeah. Because did you do you know why he doesn't have to work with Rat he's anymore? He's married to a chocolate rich lady. Yes, yeah. yeah, like the one. The, his wife is like the Mars candy bar heiress. Yeah, so he never has to work again. So anytime you see this man out there rocking, know that he's he just wants doing it to for be the there. love yeah. of rock and roll. But from what I read in an interview with him, like a couple of years ago, they were like, "Well, you know, why don't you go out back out with Rat?" And he's just like, "Why would I?" Yeah, they just. Because even with him, him, it's got to be the best possible situation where it's absolutely a lot of fun to do it. Otherwise, you've got no reason to. Now, see, what would have, I still probably wouldn't go, but it would have been more of a draw for me, would have been if Motley Crue and Def Leppard had convinced Rat to like reform and be part of that tour with Warren and with Bobby, even though I don't like him. He's still the the drummer. It would have been interesting. Yeah, I would have taken that over Joan Jett. But. You know, does that just lead to problems? Oh, it absolutely would have led to problems. It'd be cool to have these guys back, but as the person running this thing, I don't want nothing to do with that. Oh, sure. That's got. I'm just saying it it would have. It would have made more sense for the area for the era of L.A. that all the rest of the bands were. Although I guess Def Leppard's more England, but but you know what I mean. Um, But yeah, so I so. You know, but from what I've heard, I've I have several friends that have seen this new version of Rat, and they're really good. From what I've heard, like people so this are raving Stephen about them. Stephen Piercy in it. Yeah, who's all in this version? It's Stephen Piercy and Ron, Juan Crucier on bass, of course. Okay. Um, I got him Pete Holmes on drums, and Jordan Ziff and Chris Z- Chris Sanders on guitars. It's nobody you've really heard of. Right, they're younger guys. So, but from what I I think it's Chris Sanders that's kind of doing the Warren Demartini parts. 
From, so I haven't really yeah. kept up with like Stephen Piercy's solo stuff, and I've always oh, it's heard, good. I always hear good stuff oh, about yeah. it. You'd like it. So what's the difference between a new Stephen Piercy album and a new Rat album? Uh, Juan Crucia getting paid. <laughs> so that's really the only. <laughs> well, to me, because I mean, doesn't Stephen Piercy kind of write Rat songs? I mean, Candy yeah. is yeah, well. He, when you got Stephen Piercy singing it, almost all automatically is a rat yeah. Song. Well, all of his solo albums are kind of varied, like um. They don't all sound the same, but there's always guaranteed, guaranteed to be at least two songs on the record that sound exactly like Rat. Yeah, and you're see, like, damn, this good. sounds like a Rat album. Yeah. But Juan is also a part of the songwriting partnership from back okay. in the day, too. Well, then that makes sense. And, so that would add a different tinge to it yeah. and make it more Rat. And Steven, in an interview, said that he and Juan are still going to be the primary songwriters, but he is open to contributions from the new guys. We'll see. Well, that's cool. Hopefully that's a situation where they found guys that were actually fans of Rat and respected enough to keep it you know, pristine. Yeah. And it's just – it's. I don't know. Everybody's got replacement members now, so maybe you know, maybe it's just the way it is. That is just but, the way it is. Not everybody can live together forever. Yeah, you know? it's a bummer. You want to keep all your classic era bands together as best you can, but sometimes, like you said, life and everything else gets in the way of all that. Yeah, chocolate heiresses and all them other things. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be hard to yeah blame Mars candy bars if, for Warren <laughs> not being in the band. I'll never eat a Mars candy bar again. Fuck him. Until Rats back together yeah. with all the original living members. Yeah. Um. So it uh, it's gonna be hard to top Infestation because that was the that was last really real good. record they yep. did. And um, but you know while we wait, here's a uh, here's a great track from 1988's Reach for the Sky album. It's Rat with Chain Reaction. <laughs>
song and I'll always take new right album. I don't care. Yeah, I still listen to the old stuff a lot. So yeah, definitely it'd be interesting. I mean, I, I like I said, as an ex, like with Axel DC, with as an experiment, I'd be interested to hear what they do. I just don't get people complaining about like, well, they shouldn't even do a record. It's like, well, why not? Is it going to kill you that they do a record and, and you even if you don't like it, let them do it. Sure, yeah, why not? You know, I just I'd rather there there's be music be than no pe- music. Exactly. And there's going to be plenty of people out there that do care and will buy it and, you know, and that's what's most important. Well, you let know, them as do their job. There's, if there's fans out there that still want it, then, you know, yeah, put it out. Mm-hmm. I'll get it definitely. I love Rat. And you can clearly always sample before you buy now, so sure. it's like you're going to be out any money if you don't like it. Right. True. Yeah. All right. That's good news. New Rat. I like it. Here's another one for you. I think one of the biggest news stories of 2019 is when it was announced that shortly after the release of their Locked and Loaded Covers album that John Karabi and Marco Mendoza had left the Dead Daisies. Mm-hmm. All that Shreds.com reported last year, rumors have been swirling that Dead Daisies singer John Karabi has left the band. There have been confirmed rumors that Karabi has been replaced by singer Glenn Hughes. With Hughes playing bass, Marco Mendoza is no longer with the band. The current lineup is Hughes, guitarist Doug Aldrich, and David Lowry, and drummer Dean Castronovo. The band is recording a new album for release in early 2020. Should be interesting. They actually already released a single in September, mm-hmm. and it's more than interesting. It's kick-ass. It's really good. I want to give you guys a taste of this. I was actually going to go back and play an old kick-ass Glenn Hughes tune, but then I heard this. I was like, well, you know, it makes more sense to let the people check out the new song it's a new Glenn Hughes so tune. that they can also get excited about the new Dead Daisies album coming out, and a song called Righteous Days. Sad 
Glenn Hughes still got it. It's good. I'm a little nervous about this record because, Why? well, it'll be. I like Glenn Hughes. Yeah. I like, oh, especially yeah. love the last solo record he did. Yeah, resonate really good. But all of his projects sound like Glenn Hughes projects because he's Glenn. Hughes. Because he's Glenn Hughes. And so he's I'm overpowering. I'm hoping the sound of the band doesn't shift too much in that direction because I still want them to sound like the Dead Daisies. Right. And because Karabi had his own in the same spin way on where it. John Karabi joins a band and it automatically becomes John Karabi. Yeah. Band. Some vocalists are so powerful and so all-consuming that no matter what band they're in, it's right. going to sound like that. That's like back in the day when Whitfield Crane from Ugly Kid Joe tried to join Life of Agony. Mm. That could never work. Because they just sounded like a tuned-down version of Ugly Kid Joe. Right. So So that's why I'm a little nervous about it. It's like, well, well, let's see what what the rest of the songs sound like. I don't think you got nothing to worry about. You got some of the greatest players on earth and teamed up with Glenn Hughes. Yeah, I think I'll like it. It's going to be amazing. I just just wonder if it's going to change the band a lot. But we'll see see what happens. And and Karabi needs to come out with a new record. That's what I'm thinking, too. You know, so that clears up. I, I I never really read anywhere that said why John Karabi actually left the band. But I did see that he had solo dates coming up, and Marco Mendoza's doing stuff in Europe where he's touring. Mm-hmm. So those guys, you know, it's not like they're dead oh, on their ass out of the band. So oh, they'll never lack for work. I'd like to see a new hard rock in John Karabi album. Too. You know, that band he played with that did the uh, the '94 Crew yeah. album. Just get them back together and try to recreate what would have happened if there would have been a follow up yeah. to Motley Crew '94. Oh, John Karabi get in the studio and write what that would have been. That would have been awesome. And then release it, and I'm sure that'll probably be right up there with my number one albums of 2020. Or whenever <laughs> yeah. it comes out. Or whatever out. year it comes yeah. out, yeah. Because that's probably going to take some time. And, you know, and you know, we're, I think we're still supposed to get Mick Mars' new record this year. We'll see. I don't know. Mick Mars kind of busy, it seems like. Yeah. You know, but I guess it'd be a good time to release it, you know, while you're out on tour. Yeah, you're like, in the public How's eye? tour going so far? I've got a solo album out. Mm-hmm. Tell them about my solo quiet mick tell him about my solo album <laughs> it's out now nicky's like quiet mick i've got to talk about how i died one time yeah nobody's yeah. heard that story you know no minute. never uh all right so i've got one more pick and uh this one uh you know we went to our, our decibel geek vips for some suggestions and uh and they were a big help uh if you want to be a decibel geek vip go to patreon.com look up decibel geek you can get it, you can get added to the private Facebook group where you can suggest stuff for us to play on the show. You, there's a lot of perks to it. There's yep. bonus content, all kinds of bonus content. Yeah, a lot of bonus content. And there's a whole backlog of it now. If you join now, right before we recorded today, Chris and I watched my in-ring wrestling debut together and yep. basically did a, a director's cut version of it. Yeah, it's uh, all that a whole lot more. There's a lot on there, but um, but yeah. So this was one of the suggestions from the VIP picks uh and and i didn't know that this was going to happen but armored saint has gone back into the studio to do yeah, that's good news and uh last month they already have a few songs written and um read up an interview with john bush and he said that so yeah john bush actually appears on two of my picks today because he was oh, nice. on the ball of confusion cover um he stated it would be hard to top the last album win hands down which was a really great record yeah really good um, i like that a lot but uh, I think they can do it. And uh, their last tour ended in 2018 as they performed the entire Symbol, Salvation, Symbol of Salvation album. And uh, I wanted to play something off of that. I still think this is my favorite Armored Saint record for That's sure. really good. I put that right up there myself. This is a killer track from that one. It's Armored Saint with Rain of Fire.
That's awesome. Yeah, that'll get you pumped up. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Man, always excited for new music from Armored Saint. Yeah, awesome band. I, uh, I definitely want to hear a new record from those guys. All right. And our good friend uh, and former guest of the show, Jeff Duncan, on guitars, you know. Oh, man, that guy shreds. I love that guitar player. And all about the UFOs and conspiracies. Don't bring it up. (laughs) You're just asking for trouble. I'm just kidding. He handled that question very well. Yeah, he did. (laughs) It made me feel stupid for asking. That was one case where I look over there and like, what are you asking him? I always want to know stuff like that, though. You know? Jeff Duncan, what do you know that we don't? It was an outside of the box question for sure. Uh, okay, so I guess I got one more. Of course, we want to remind you, as always, everything we're talking about, everything we're playing for you today, be excited about it because that's part of the charm of rock and roll. You think back to when you were a kid and you were looking forward to that new album coming out and how it felt, the anticipation mm-hmm. of something great that's coming down the line that you got to look forward to. There's all kinds of cool stuff coming in 2020, everything we listed today and more. So, you know, more new importantly... Megadeth. More importantly than ever, you know, it's important to support the artists. And I thought, you know, let's just do a rundown down the list. I got the Wikipedia open here, 2020 and heavy metal. So we got mm-hmm. the whole list here. Let's just look at a few things that are expected. Some of them surprising. Some of them are great news. Uh, Stabbing Westward is coming out with a new EP, or oh, nice. it is out by this point. Really? Stabbing Westward's got a new EP out in 2020. It takes me back to my college days. Who knew? Uh, what else? Rage has got a new album coming out. Uh, British Lion has got a new album. Here's one for you. Sons of Apollo. That's yeah, I almost picked something from about. them today. Annihilator. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Uh, Yorn. Is it Yorn? Jorn. Jorn. Or maybe Yorn. Yorn. I, don't know. I don't know either. Um, he but covers it, every song on on Earth, though. Yeah, this is actually another covers album. Yeah, that's all he does. With, so <laughs> that's coming out this month. Let's see what else we got here. Lordy has got a new album out. Really? Yep. Coming out on the 31st of January. Oh. Um, Kevin Williams has probably got this one pre-ordered. Love Bites. We talked about them on the uh, Japanese, Japanese metal. metal show. So that's a good one. I definitely remember him introducing us to that. Yep. Uh, let's see. Theory of a Dead Man. You getting that one? No. Nah. Sepultura has got a new album coming out. Anvil has got new music coming out in 2020. No, Creator. No, no. What else <laughs> we got on this list? Biff Byford coming out with a solo album. Really? Yeah. Going to be called School of Hard Knocks. It's expected on... What is this, February 21st, huh. so that's not too far that's, off. That be interesting. What else we got here? Body Count's got an album coming out in March called Carnivore. I always like Body Count. Yeah. Uh, Blaze Bailey is coming oh, out boy. with that much-anticipated live album. Who's who's much-anticipating that album? <laughs> Blaze Bailey's mom? Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, and maybe we'll see a new album by Static X, even though Wayne Static's been dead for a while. I don't... I get doing the tour in tribute all, you know because the the guys in the band now need, listen but i, I talked to, to tommy to about this i talked to tommy about this he's a good friend of mine and a huge static x fan he understands what's going on and he said the guy that's responsible for this continuing yeah. is the same guy that tried to sue static or tried to sue wayne static for the name of static x and oh. caused all kinds of drama before he died that's not cool so it's got Edsel Dope singing for it, yeah. though, so it's got to be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. But I hate to see if there's I don't you know, like the shady circumstance. Yeah. Uh, what else? Bands with, uh, let's see, artists with material in production right now. Accept it, says it's coming out. Yeah, I almost album. picked something from them today. Let's see, what else? Um, Christopher Williams on drums. And well, Phil Schaus on guitar now, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I like that. So that'll be especially good. Um, the Cult is expected yeah. to have new music this year. That should be good. Deep Purple? Eh, That's interesting. Haven't liked the last couple. 
There's some good stuff on them. Exodus got a new album coming out. Yep. That's cool. I'll look forward to that. Faith No More. Mm-hmm. Flotsam and Jetsam, another one. Maybe a live album. Uh, Fozzie. Hmm. Uh, Great Whites. Great White? Great Whites. Great Whites? Yeah. It's a Mitch Malloy solo the album? Mitch, no, it's the Mitch Malloy Great White. <laughs> Great Whites. Uh, that joke brought to you by Cobras and Fire. Uh, for sure. That's amazing. That's so funny, but so... It's a great, yeah, great name. It's perfect. It really <laughs> great is. Great Whites. Uh, Iron Maiden is anticipating a new really? album this year. Oh. What I've, I've heard that before reading this. I think I'm the only person left that still likes Book of Souls. Yeah. Most people hate it. It was strong at first, and it's kind of, that's not I don't one go I've back really to gone it. back to it too much. I guess yeah. I really need to pull it out and give it another shot because it's been a minute. Because yeah. I loved it when it came out. It's like the Red and the Black is a great song. Uh, King Diamond's got that new album coming out. People have been talking about that. Mm-hmm. The Institute. Um, like I told you, the other version of L.A. Guns with Steve Riley. I'm not sure who's all in that with him. But I think Kelly Nichols is in it. Yeah? Well, I there you go. I mean, else. it's got to be something like that because yeah. you can't just be him, right? No, I'm pretty sure Kelly Nichols is, is back on bass, but I don't know who else. Maybe when he's done with that, he'll go go on tour with his own version of Wasp. Yeah. <laughs> I just well, started a new band to call it Wasp. I was in that, too. You can expect a massive lawsuit from Mr. Lawless. Yeah, for sure. Uh, last in line. It's got that album coming out. Hmm. Lita Ford's got something new coming out this year. And excited about the new Megadeth. Yeah. Definitely. Somebody said Metallica's got something going on. It says so on but here. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to take that seriously. Let's, let's just see. It's got to be it, another six years before that comes out. Let me see what it says. Hardwired was pretty badass, though. So this comes from DreadCentral.com, which I don't know. That might be one of those funny ones. Never but let's see it. what it says. Metallica has been touring for the past two years straight in support of their last studio album, Hardwired to Self-Destruct, released in 2016. While the band plans to stay on the road through November, lead guitarist Kirk Hammett is hinting that the band will be getting started on their follow-up album sooner than later. Hmm. Uh, It's got a video with him talking about it. The video, however, does not include any comments from James Hetfield or Lars Ulrich, so this can all be stricken from the record. And hopefully Kirk's not part of the writing process. We saw how that turned out with St. Anger. He never is. He forgets. Well, he forgets everything. That's a good thing, though. Isn't that what happened on Hardwired? Well, he said he, lo- he lost he a had phone all that his had all his ideas. His I, wrote, yeah. I wrote like 100 songs, and they were freaking amazing. The greatest things Metallica's ever would, done. And then I lost my phone. I would like to personally thank whoever stole Kirk Hammett's phone. Because they saved us from a lot of bad music, probably. Could be. Just let James and Lars work out the songs, please. They're probably telling him, stop saying stuff in interviews. Yeah, probably. I don't like Kirk Hammett. Like, I, don't think I, no? like, I don't think I like him as a person. Like, he, he annoys me. And that's probably not fair, because I've never met the man. But doesn't most of Metallica kind of annoy you, except Robert mm, Trujillo? They're all not very... I, I think James would be cool to hang out with. But even he can seem kind of douchey sometimes. At times. I mean, I guess it, anybody that has that kind of money is going to get that way. But, but Maybe. Maybe but, not. But Kirk, I don't know. This uh, go, go off on a rant on Kirk Hammett. But, like, he, he just he seems like he tries too hard sometimes. It's like if there's any documentary about any heavy metal or rock band, he's got to be in the documentary talking about how, oh, my God, this changed my life so much. And it's just he comes off. He tries too hard. I don't know. He Maybe he's me. generally excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> Something about him annoys me. I'm sure I'm going to get shit for this for saying Probably. It, I don't care. I just don't like him. I don't know. I like Kirk Hammett. Uh, let's see. Rob Zombie has got mm. a new one coming out. Saxon. 
Oh, so Biff and Saxon are doing records? Apparently, that's what it says here. Wow. Unless it's a live album or something. Uh, the Scorpions, Seven Dust, Skid Row's got United World Rebellion, Chapter 3. That's how the is, new one. New singer, though. How's the Scorpions doing another? Weren't they supposed to retire like two no, years ago? No, <laughs> don't you remember? The people demanded that oh, they yeah. stick around and keep putting out albums. And uh, so they are doing as they were told. I, that, I'll listen to it. Fair enough. As long as there's know. not six ballads on it like the last yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> That was the thing about that last oh, one. Too many ballads. And then the bonus tracks were all the best songs yeah, on the album because they than, were the heavy yeah, songs. Whoever made that decision was Like, well, smart. we've got all these heavy, awesome songs laying around on the cutting room floor. I guess we could include them somehow. Uh, here's one we're looking forward to, Striper. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. got that new one coming out. Testament, yeah. says on here, has got something oh, coming. Good. Oh, here you go. Tommy Lee solo album. McMars got one coming. Tommy Lee's got to have Lee. one, too. Chicka chicka wah. Bananas. Uh, let's see. And looks like Vixen rounds out the list of what cool. I see here. I was doing a record with Lorraine Lewis, I guess. Because Janet's not in the band anymore. Yeah, that's right. That could be interesting. Femme thing. Fatale singer with Vixen. You know, I dug that Femme on Fatale keys. album back in the day. I did too. I had. I owned it. Out. Yeah, I did yeah. too. I mean, I didn't jerk off to the inside, you know, you lie. or anything. You lying. All right, so you know we couldn't do this without rounding things. You haven't out. played any Guns and Roses. Have I, you finally I given give in? Up. <laughs> I give up. I give up on the Guns and Roses. I mean, the Guns geez. and Roses, the it's, Weezer. It's never going to happen. It's just never going to happen. Every year we do albums anti- album anticipation, and every year I play a Guns and Roses song because this is the year. This is the year we're going to get the new. And you know what? They let me down every single time. How many? Ten years in a row? As long as we've been doing this show. <laughs> and they've let me down every single time. I'm kind of sad to hear this. never came out. So I'm not even going to waste my time playing a Guns N' Roses song today, knowing full damn well that they're not coming out with an album. And there's one other artist. I'm using reverse psychology in case Axl Rose is listening to this. Good luck with that. So he hears it and he'll be like, yeah, well, fuck you. I will. We are coming out. I got all these songs ready. Don't tell him that. So, yeah, no, no Guns N' Roses here. They blew it. It's over. Hmm. I don't believe they will ever come out with a new album again, especially not in 2020. Huh. And there's somebody else you haven't played yet. I'd like to hear Poison come out. Maybe their new tour goes really good and they nah, go back in the studio, not thinking come of. out with a new album. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Ugly there's, Kid Joe. There's one other. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ugly Kid Joe's supposedly working on something, but we probably won't be allowed to buy it in the United States, right. so I ain't playing that. <laughs> You'll have to get fly it. across the ocean to get it. Get it. <laughs> you know what? I will tell you this, though. Metal Mike sent me something, and it was a video of Whitfield Crane meeting Lizzie Hale. And they're sitting on a couch having a conversation about the music business and the way things are nowadays. Uh-huh. And this made me feel good. Like, if if Ugly Kid Joe ever does play in the United States, I bet we get a show here in Nashville. Because he's friends with Lizzie Hale? No, because in the conversation with Lizzie Hale, she's explaining to him why she lives in Nashville, why she likes it here so much, talking about the, uh, you know, it's known for country music, but really there's a very strong rock presence here now. Yeah. And he said, you know, out of all the places in the United States, I still feel like Nashville. Nashville is the one place that still has a rock and roll pulse. Really? So, I mean, that made me feel good. Don't no, get your hopes so, up, Camaro. Yeah, you know, it could happen. But in the meantime, I don't know. Okay. We'll see. Who else? There's somebody else that was having a new album this year that I forgot. Oh, yeah. Could it be 
the space man. Tommy Thayer's putting out a new record? I don't think so. I don't think he's allowed to put out records on his own. <laughs> I'm talking about Ace Fraley, damn it. You know this. Well, he's not the spaceman anymore. He's always the spaceman of my heart. Spaceman of my heart. Yes, don't forget. And, and before anybody says anything, I'm totally kidding. You're not kidding. No. Um, so in 2020, Ace Frehley's coming out with Origins Volume 2. When he got interviewed by Eddie Trunk last year, he said, I've got Lita Ford singing Jumpin' Jack Flash. I have mm-hmm. Robin Sanders singing 30 Days in the Hole. That'll That's be cool. good. That's really cool. I'm excited for that. It came out fabulous. It was a lot of fun working with Lita because Lita's like my sister. Kiss and the Runaways used to tour together back in the 70s. No, they didn't. According to Ace Frehley's memory. Well, that tells you all you need to know. <laughs> I know for a fact they never toured together. <laughs> He's got Bruce Kulick doing a solo on Manic Depression. That's hmm. wild, huh? Ace Frehley and Bruce Kulick teaming up together on a song. Who would have ever thought that that would ever be a thing? It should be interesting. should be very cool. I like the idea of it. Uh, John Five's back. He's playing on a Beatles song, I'm Down. That's your favorite, ain't it? Ugh, it's your favorite. Sucks. And uh, this one I'm really excited about. He does another one with him. It's uh, Politician by Cream. That's a good song. I love that song. I can't wait to hear what Ace does with it. So, yeah, Origins Volume 2 has got a bunch of cool stuff going to be on it. A lot of cool players. Should be interesting. And as always, probably should be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to uh, to hearing Robin Zander and Ace Fraley doing Humble Pie. Yeah, I there, think that's the one I'm looking no forward to way, the most. There's no way it can lose. Robin Zander doing Steve Marriott's vocals? Hell yeah. Hell yes. Can't wait. So this one's coming out this year. I'm excited about it. You know what? Ace does good covers for the most part. Yeah, he's known for taking songs that you probably shouldn't do covers of because everybody else has, but he always finds a way to rock them out and make them good. So that makes me excited about the new album come from Ace Fraley. So for him, I guess we'll go back to Origins Volume 1. This is a song that I thought was really cool that really didn't get talked about throughout the course of this show i think we've played just about everything off of origins because <laughs> there were so many cool twists with him doing covers of kiss songs and doing covers of kiss songs that he never even originally played on mm-hmm. and doing the song with paul stanley but this is a cool one you can't fault it in any way because it's ace fraley doing a Jimi hendrix cover mm-hmm. how perfect is that that's who introduced ace fraley to rock and roll what made him what he is yep and thank god he's still around kicking ass so we're going to wrap things up today. Support the artists, as always. When these new albums come out in 2020, you got to go out and get them. And then get on the Facebook page and tell us how much you loved them. This is Ace Frehley wrapping things up today on the Decibel Geek Podcast with Spanish Castle Magic. And we'll see you next week. See you. It's very far away It takes about a half a day to get there If we travel by my dragonfly No, it's not in Spain But all the same, you know It's a groovy name When the wind sees right And battle
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.